It's great to be back with everyone this evening. Uh, it's been a great day and really enjoyed the song service, singing with everybody. Hopefully you've all been uplifted as I have been and hopefully uh, that upliftedness will continue as we dive into God's Word and, and uh, talk about His truth. That's what we're going to talk about this evening. We're going to uh, we're going to talk about the truth, and I say the truth because that's singular. There is the truth, which is um, God's truth, and and we want to look at that tonight. You know, I think that there's a, I think it's evident probably to everybody that there is a lot of confusion in the world. Um, you see it on, in the news, you see it in, in politics, you see it on social media, you see it in conversations with people in your daily lives. There's a lot of confusion, and that confusion comes from things that are not the truth. They come from lies, they come from deceit. I think that many in the world today struggle because of a lack of knowledge when it comes to the truth. And as Christians, we ourselves, we can struggle. Even when we have knowledge of the truth, we can still struggle due to a lack of faith in that truth. In John chapter 18 and verse 37, Jesus is interacting with Pilate before he was crucified. And in verse 37 we read, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born... And for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I believe that, you know, philosophers have, have asked that question. People in the world will ask that question. And many people will say that uh, you can't know what truth is or that there is no absolute truth. But I believe that Scripture lays out that we can know truth. But in order to know truth, we must know God. Here we see that Jesus tells Pilate that he's come into this world to bear witness to the truth or to testify to. Bear witness is to, to testify to or be evidence of or proof of the truth. Pilate asks Jesus, what is truth? You see, he asks this question because he doesn't know Jesus. Pilate doesn't know God. And therefore, he does not know the truth. Many in our world today ask the same question, what is truth? And can struggle because of lack of belief, and more specifically, a lack of faith in God, who is the source of all truth. So as we go through our lesson tonight, I have one goal, and it's very simple. I want to increase our faith through knowledge of the truth. I believe the more that we know about the truth, uh, the stronger our faith can and will be. So in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, we read, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So when we study Scripture, we find that the truth is in fact His will, God's will. The truth is in fact God, or a part of Him, a part of who God is. And so as we read this scripture, we want to be filled with the knowledge of the truth to help us 
to be pleasing to him, to help us to be fruitful in every good work, to help us to be uh, fruitful in our daily lives. You see, our faith in the truth ties our belief of the truth with the actions in our life and the deeds that we, the deeds in our life. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 we read, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So in order to increase our faith, we're going to hear from the word of God this evening. The word of God which happens to be the truth. You see, absolute truth does exist, and it exists because God exists, and because of who God is. And in order to understand this, we have to understand that Jesus and the Spirit are God. And Jesus specifically refers to himself as the truth. In John chapter 14 and verse 5, we read, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we read and we know that Jesus is the truth. And as we read on, Jesus explains that he is in the Father and the Father in him. Jesus and the Father are one. They are unified. Moving on to verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Philip wanted evidence. He, wanted, he asked Jesus, just show us. Show us the Father so that we can believe what you're telling us. You know, it seems that a lot of times we may want evidence in order to believe something that God has said or God has told us is true. Just like Philip. Moving on to verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he, he will do also. The greater works, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. So in order to know Jesus, pardon me, so to know Jesus is to know the Father, and to know Jesus is to know the truth. They're directly intertwined and they're a part of one another. We read in John 1, chapter, John 1, beginning in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does n did not comprehend it. So in John 14, we read that, that Jesus is the way, He's the truth, He's the light, and that He's unified with the Father. And then here in John chapter 1, we read that Jesus is also the Word, and He was with God in the beginning. So the truth was with God in the beginning. The truth is a part of who God is, and it exists within Him. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 20, we read, And we know that the Son of God has come, and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. See, we can know truth because we can know Jesus. We can know Christ. 
We can know the Word. Because we can know the Word, we can know God. We can seek Him and know Him if we will only do so. So when Jesus told Pilate that He came into this world to testify of or be evidence or proof of truth, He came into this world to be proof of God. And it's in God where we find eternal life, as we read here. So as we try to put this together, we know that Jesus is the truth. When we, when we think about the truth, we know Jesus is the truth. We know that, the, that Jesus is also the Word. We know that Jesus was unified with God from the beginning, in the beginning and from the beginning. And it's from this that we can derive that God is the truth, and all truth comes from Him. You see, truth is a characteristic, a characteristic of God, just like love or light or life. Everything that is true comes from God, and truth does not exist outside of God. So truth exists in God. If it's outside of God, it's lies. Lies exist outside of God, just like light exists in God. Outside of God is darkness. So where light exists in God, darkness exists outside of, outside of God. Life exists in God, but death exists outside of God. You see, truth is separate from lies. Light is separate from darkness. Life is separate from death. It's because of this, humans, we sin and die because we believe lies. And we put our faith in them. We put our faith in those lies instead of the truth. And once we do that, we must then be reconciled back to the truth through Christ and His gospel. So, as we've talked about what truth is, and we now know that truth is God, it's the Word of God, it's anything that comes from God or is spoken by God, I want to discuss certain aspects of, of truth. <clears throat> the first of those is the, the fact that truth does not change just as God does not change. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, we read, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Truth is, is everlasting, and it does not change. And it's because of this that we can depend on it. The next thing is that there is only one truth. God's truth. Just as there is only one God, because truth is intertwined with God, there is only one truth. And God is the true and living God. We can choose to, to believe different things. We can choose to believe in different gods. But that does not mean that there are different truths or that there are different gods. That single truth exists and will exist in spite of what we believe. We cannot change it. We must instead love it. We must love truth. We must love God. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 3, we read, For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou must be may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. God and truth are constant, regardless of what man chooses to believe. Regardless of what you or I choose to believe, God's truth exists outside of those beliefs and exists in spite of what we may believe. The next thing is that truth is, is righteous. 
We read in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 3, For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. Just as God is righteous and upright, so is truth. Truth is righteous as God is. In Psalms chapter 119 and verse 28, starting in verse 28, we read, My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgment, your judgment, pardon me, your judgments I have laid before me. You see, to know truth, we must know God's word. There are so many lies spread in our world today. It's the knowledge of the truth that helps us combat those and expose those lies for what they are. In Psalms 119, starting in verse 141, we read, I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Trouble and anguish have overtaken me, yet your commandments are my delights. The righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Just as life exists within God, understanding of the truth exists within God. In Psalms 119, moving on in that same chapter to 150, verse 159, we read, Consider how I love your precepts, or your word, your laws. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Princes persecute me without a cause, but my heart stands in awe of your word. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. I hate and abhor lying, but I love your law. <clears throat> I think when we truly understand what the truth that is in God's Word, we can do nothing but stand in awe of it, just as we can do nothing but stand in awe of God. And truth is absolute, as God is absolute. However, sometimes I think that we behave, or maybe we even think as if it isn't absolute. I started, I guess, thinking about this lesson several years ago, probably four or five, four or five years ago, there's a truth to that statement. I may not remember how long ago it was, but the truth is that there's an exact second to which uh, this event happened. But we were having, we were having a, a Bible study, I guess, and uh, we were having a discussion, and the discussion was uh, about apologetics. And what we were discussing was that about how science and their scientific facts that people find uh, as um, science progresses and new things are discovered or new uh, things are happened upon by man. We were talking about the fact that there's nothing in science that contradicts God's word and that everything that we find in scripture is true, which it tells us, scripture tells us that it's true. But we were talking about how uh, Science bears that out. And as we were talking about that, we were talking about Scripture where, uh, and I don't have the Scripture, but where Scripture states that the stars are, are innumerable and that we can't number the stars. And to date, science has proven that out. 
no matter how many telescopes are built or how, many, how far we can look into space, we still cannot number the stars in our galaxy or in our universe. We were talking about that and how that proves God's Word. And uh, someone made the statement, well, what if, uh, what if God's Word said that there were only four stars? Well, whenever that statement was made, the idea was that, well, if you know, Scripture said there were only four stars and we could look out and see that the stars were innumerable, obviously that would prove Scripture to be incorrect. Well, when, well, when that question was asked, what if Scripture said there were only four stars? Uh, Dalton Henderson said there would be four stars. And at the time, that, was, that just struck me uh, as a funny thing to say. But the more I've thought about it, the more true that statement is. Because Scripture is true. God's Word is truth. And if it stated there were only four stars, there would only be four stars. And we can believe that. When God speaks, it is true. It becomes truth. He spoke our world and our universe into existence. And so everything about His Word that we find is true. <clears throat> everything about His Word, even if we don't find it, is true. Hebrews chapter 6, <clears throat> in verse 17 we read, Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. You see, it's impossible for God to lie. In Titus 1, verses 1 and 2, we read, Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. We have so many promises from God and He cannot lie. And we can know that if we know God and we seek Him. It's because God cannot lie that He could not say, let there be light and it not be so. When God speaks, it is true. His Word is true. You know, it seems like so often we seem to want to, to measure God's Word by what we can see and observe or what we can uh, prove scientifically maybe to make sure that it lines up with what we find in God's Word. We want to see and observe that before deciding or believing that this is true. But in fact, we should be doing the opposite. Measuring what we can see and observe by the truth that we find in God's Word and shining His Word on anything that we can see or observe to confirm whether it is true or whether it is a lie from Satan. Deuteron <clears throat> pardon me, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting in verse 20, we read, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of, another, of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of him. We can know truth, or we can know 
we can know truth. And the only way to know or identify lies are by knowing truth and knowing what God has spoken. And if you are ever faced with a concept, a thought, a question that is uh, not what is spoken in God's Word, then you can be sure that it is a lie. You see, knowing the truth, knowing Scripture, knowing God is what helps us expose evil or lies for what they are. I had, a, I had an incident at work one time where uh, something happened and between two employees and uh, I had to find out what, what happened. And so I sat down with, with both of them individually and, and they told me their side of the story. And uh, as you might imagine, the stories didn't line up. I was in a pretty difficult place because I had no idea which one to believe. Uh, what they were telling me was ob- obviously, uh, obviously contradicted one another, but as far as I knew, neither of them had lied to me before. Um, I had no reason to believe one over the other. Um, so that was a really difficult situation for me. Luckily, we uh, had cameras in the office, so Uh, I went to the video evidence. As soon as I looked at the video evidence, I knew which employee was lying. I knew which one was telling me the truth, and I knew uh, who had been lying to me. You see, when someone's telling you a lie, or when we're faced with lies, it can be hard to determine what the truth is if we don't know the truth. But if you have video evidence of an event, and someone uh, tells you it happened differently, that lie is exposed immediately. So imagine if I had watched that video before talking to the, to the employees. I would have known immediately uh, when one of the employees was lying to me and could have dealt with it right then. Or we could, have, we could have addressed it as we needed to right then. God's Word is just like that video, that video evidence that I had. By having God's Word in our lives, we can expose lies for what they are immediately. We can identify evil. We can identify things that are wrong or things that are bad, things that are deceitful when we have God's truth. Evil is exposed immediately when we know God and when we have drawn close to Him. God, uh, we have instruction to to test the spirits in, in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, do not believe any spirit, but test the spirit, spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. As we skip down to verse 6, we read, We are of God. He who knows God hears us, but he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We know truth by knowing God, because He is truth. And it's because of this that we can build our lives, we can build decisions that we make, we can build everything we do, on the foundation of truth. We read a parable uh, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaks. We're very familiar with this parable about building your house on a rock. Matthew, starting there in verse uh, 24, we read, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. See, here's that link 
uh, to faith. He who hears the words, which are truth, those words that are truth, Jesus' words, but not only believes them, but does them. That's what links, uh, it's that faith, us doing what we believe is that link of faith. As we read on, we read, Jesus says, I will liken him to a wise man who, who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. As we go through life, when our thoughts, when our knowledge of God, when our... uh, knowledge of, of anything, reality in life, when it's based off of truth, which is God's Word, we can withstand anything outside of, of that that would, that would come upon us. We can withstand and, and defeat any lies that might be thrown at us. So if we know that, that truth is, is Christ's Word, God's Word. Why would we, or do we, hear Christ's words and not do them if we truly know that and believe it? And I believe that's that lack of faith in the truth. We must truly believe that God's Word is truth and that everything outside of His Word is darkness or lies. You know, we do this on a daily basis when it comes to the physical world that we live in. We'll take physical laws as fact, as truth, and we don't, hesit- or we don't question them or, or try to defy those, those things. You know, nobody in this room would try to defy gravity by jumping out of a plane with no parachute. Everybody knows what would happen, and we cannot change the laws of nature that God's put in motion. Similarly, nobody would dip your hand into a, a pot of boiling water. Not on purpose, anyway. God's spiritual laws, His truth exists just like these physical laws that we know and can measure. For some reason, we dare to believe lies and defy the spiritual laws or truth that actually exists. And why is that? Sometimes I think maybe it's because we think they're more complex. Or maybe spiritual things are difficult for us to measure. Maybe it's because we don't feel that we experience the effect immediately or that it might come later. But I think often it's because we do not truly know God. We do not truly know His Word, His truth. Or maybe we aren't seeking Him. You know, I know that sometimes we can tend to want to think about everything that's wrong in life. You know, maybe what our problems are. And I think often we think about lies that contradict the promises that God has made to us. And it's when we think on those things that we start to believe them. We'll let our, our feelings trump God's truth. You know, Mark uh, Till gave a, a lesson not too long ago about truth trumping fe- feelings. And it does, every time. God's truth is the same. It is unchanging and it's constant. No matter what we believe, or how we feel about it. 
And we must find Him. We must find truth in Him. To do that, God instructs us to focus on Him, to focus on goodness, to focus on truth. And I think He does that for a reason. When we focus on things that are not God, when we focus on things in the world, lies that we've been told, whatever that might be, we're going to have a tendency to start believing those things instead of the truth. God instructs us to think on Him and on His truth. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, we read, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. When we meditate on things of the world and think about them more than we think about God's Word and the things that are true, we're going to fall prey to some of those lies. We're going to believe them. And it's going to cause chaos in our lives because chaos exists outside of God. But order and truth exist within God. And it's there that we can find peace in our lives. Knowing truth can help us avoid deceit and many troubles that come our way. As we conclude the lesson, I want to read Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 20. Chapter 23, verse 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So as we leave here tonight, I hope that you'll have a better understanding of the truth that is God. I hope that you'll take it with you, realize the importance of it, how valuable it is, and that you'll not get rid of it. Don't get rid of God's truth for lies that are told to us in the world. If you're here tonight and you've been struggling with uh, anything, maybe you've been struggling with chaos and you want to come find truth, you want to find God, we can help you with that. We can help pray for you. Um, we can study with you. We want everyone to have peace in their lives that comes through, through knowing, knowing who God is. If you're here and you have not been reconciled to God, you've believed the lies and you've fallen prey to sin, and you've not been reconciled to God through Jesus and His gospel through baptism, we'd love to help you with that too. We'd ask either of you to come to the front as we stand and sing.